0: Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you.
1: Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers on the broadcast today. Brian Badera joins us. He's the founder of Vote Text, a polling company. He's here for the whole show on an all-new Nevada Newsmakers.
0: Cars The do it right guys at Nevada Heating have one mission. Your furnace breaks down today, we fix it today. Why freeze for days while your furnace is down when Nevada Heating can get the job done today and you can get warm again. For nearly 50 years, locally owned Nevada Heating has been getting the job done right. Call today at 323-5585 and we'll fix it today. That's 323-5585 or online at nevadaheating.com
2: It's the ten million point break the bank giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Plus, win your share of fifty thousand in cash. The ten million point break the bank giveaways plus fifty thousand in cash at Tamarack Casino. Now through February twenty fifth. Your good times are at Tamarack Casino.
0: Nevada Newsmaker Studio is located at the headquarters of the Nevada Trucking Association. Motion and purpose are a truck's greatest virtue. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shan, a no holds barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shan.
1: And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we're delighted to welcome to the program Brian Badera. He is the founder of Vote Text. So let's start out by explaining, Brian, what is Vote Text?
3: Vote Text is our new polling and analytics firm um, using. Um, a combination of web to tech te- um, technology and data modeling where we think we're going to be able to understand the electorate in Nevada and around the country better than traditional polling. We think we can make polling more accurate.
1: Okay, so so that's always the big question. Um, and and one of the sub questions is, why is it that public polling always seems to be, it's a race, it's a race, it's a race until the very end, and then suddenly somebody wins by a large amount. But in private polling, the kind that you do, do the, the accurates appear to be so much more um, accurate.
3: I mean, I think it comes down to how they phrase the questions, and but more specifically what they're looking at is in private polling, there's a lot more focus on making sure that you're understanding really specific demographic groups and getting a really representative sample. Um, I think the other piece is, for better or worse, in the, in the media world, polls that look like horse races get more attention.
1: Yeah, well, that, that, that certainly makes sense. Um, and it certainly allows campaigns to raise a lot more money if it's, well, we just need another dollar and we'll be able to get over the hill.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. But I think that really, when it comes to understanding polling now, the biggest challenge we have is how to talk to young people and how to interact with them on their cell phones in a way they want to interact with. And when if you don't grab those people correctly, you're never going to understand what's about to happen in the upcoming electorate.
1: Well, that and okay, so, so how interested are they in voting to begin with? Because it seems like they're very interested in the issues, as many younger generations have been over the years. Um, but are you getting them to the polls?
3: It doesn't really matter if we get them to the polls. And the reason for that is people who take public opinion surveys almost always vote. Um, it's very rare that somebody's going to sit through a 15 minute survey about who they're going to vote for and what their top issues are, and then not make the time to fill out the ballot that was mailed to them
1: oh that's very interesting um you know uh seniors how do you reach them or 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 is that you know is that it's kind of interesting because it's well hang on it's an interesting category because there are some people who are up in age like myself um who are totally engaged in modern technology but others who are still going to the mailbox and and getting out the direct mail Um, Somebody wrote to me and said they had a a, a folder where they kept all their direct mail pieces so they could follow up on their favorite candidates over the years, which I thought was fascinating.
3: Well, no pollster in America has ever told you that they've had a hard time getting the old folks to take their surveys and to give them data. Um, That's usually the fastest and easiest box to fill in. Um, I have never tried to survey someone over the age of 65 who was not happy to talk to me about their opinion for as long as I would sit on the phone with them.
1: (laughs) Oh, OK. But the uh, the millenniums, are are they different in the way you deal with them, in the way you reach them?
3: Yeah. So what's what we find really interesting is if you think about pretty much anybody under 45 doesn't answer their phone anymore when you call it. Like the best way to reach somebody is to send a text message. And so we found that you've got to interact with people the way where they are, Um, even, you know, older folks, but um, people over the age of 65, are having to learn how to interact with that technology if they want to talk to their kids and grandkids. So what we've found is that basically the old idea of getting on the phone and calling people and talking to them no longer actually works to reach the vast majority of voters because people don't answer their phone.
1: Okay, but now when you text them, do you then text them to say, I'd like to talk to you? Or do you have to do the survey via text?
3: We do the entire process via text message. Wow. So, we have no interaction with a person, um, but there's no communication, there's no talking. Um, and we actually find that gets us better data. Um, one of the most interesting things we've found is we've all heard about the anti Trump bias in polling, but when people are doing it via text message and don't have to say it out loud in a room with a family member present or don't have to, um, you know, couldn't, no one is going to see what, or hear what they're saying or overhear them, that bias completely goes away. But people are more honest if they're texting than they are verbally.
1: Oh, wow. That, that's, that's fascinating. Um, let me ask you this, because I don't think that the average person understands the reach of digital. Um, how deep are you able to go using digital technology to reach people when you're actually involved in some kind of campaign?
3: I'm not sure I understand the
1: question. Oh, okay. So so in terms of, say, identifying who the potential voter is um, and also, you know, uh, how you're able to change the mind of somebody, uh, because, you know, that's one of the big questions in spending all these ad dollars is, you know, can you get a Republican to vote Democrat? Can you get a Democrat to vote Republican or independent? Um, Or is everybody just stuck in their own camps?
3: Well, so I think when you think about how big data is changing politics and how that data analytics is informing what campaigns can do, uh, we've seen the modeling we've done for clients show a, I would say, probably 85 to 90 percent of voters are completely unpersuadable. And that the. the, the race is already baked there. And so only in that, there's, there's a very small group of voters who haven't made up their mind, not just earlier this year, or the but they made up their mind five, ten years ago. And based on their purchasing behavior, their consumer behavior, based on the ge- geography of where they live, their age and their education, it's almost impossible to persuade them one way or the other on any major issue. Okay,
1: so... Um... That, that leads me to a thing I've talked about in this program quite a lot lately, which is the question of marketing. Because isn't that the job of marketing, to get people to want something that they didn't necessarily know they wanted? And so um, aren't you able to persuade at least a, a small percentage of the electorate? I mean, in, in a normal campaign, isn't it less than 5 or 6% that are actually undecided on election day or the days prior to election day? Um, so, so, is there not an opportunity to persuade people via marketing rather than political slogans?
3: <laughs> I mean, I think we have to think about what we're talking about with marketing. There is absolutely a group of people, especially in down ballot races, who simply just want to be introduced to people just like they want to be introduced to a product. But if we take this back to like say, from my background in consumer um marketing and consumer brand positioning um there are people if they come to try a new brand of potato chips for example that's being demoed at the store they're going to they're going to taste it but if they don't like corn chips it's not going to matter and so it's the same thing here is that what's really incumbent upon campaigns now is working out how to find the people who are predisposed to be interested to trying what they're selling not necessarily trying to sell a product to everybody, but who are the people who are kind of in the position of making a making a decision about who they're going to vote for?
1: All right. So I, I don't know if you can answer this question um, because you, you know you're involved in polling, not in history. But I mean, if you look at the major parties, I mean, they have changed their position over the uh, hundreds of years. I mean, you know, Democrats today are a lot different than Democrats were a couple of hundred years ago. And the same story with Republicans. So, you know, what drives those kind of societal changes? And, and should we not expect that to happen, you know, based on the past, looking to the future?
3: I mean, we've absolutely seen those movement. Um, for example, in some of the work we did in the last um, election in Nevada, we saw Hispanic men moving towards the Republican Party over the abortion issue. Um, at the same time, we saw young Caucasian women move away. And so there are issues that cause people to move in one direction or the other, but they tend to move. We find that people tend to move on issues, not necessarily move on people or politicians, with uh, the obvious exceptions of the presidential race, where that can be just as much about people as it is about issues.
1: Okay, so you bring up the Hispanic population. Um, I look at California and the huge influx of Hispanics to California, and I look at that as potentially a rich harvesting ground for Republicans, um, not necessarily with gerrymandered districts um, for them to win those districts, but to have way more influence, um, if not today, over time. D- does that square with what you're seeing, or is that um, an yeah, way so- out to lunch?
3: I mean, let's start by saying Hispanics still tend to vote overwhelmingly um, Democrat. However, we are seeing some movement amongst Hispanic men um, over the ages of 35. So we're seeing mo- – and they're, they're starting to behave more like white male voters of the same age would vote. So we are seeing some movement in that direction. It's actually – if you look at some of the congressional races along the Texas border with Mexico, you actually see huge gains amongst the Republicans there. Um, which is all coming from that same Hispanic male demographic. And so there is a, p- a place of growth there. And we saw that those numbers get absolutely huge after the repeal of Roe v. Wade.
1: Um, and yet at the same time, when you look at um, Texas as a, as a whole, it may surprise a lot of people to think that it's not as Republican as people might think, correct?
3: Yeah, no, Texas is very interesting. First off, it doesn't have there is no voter registration in Texas. And so people decide what party they are when they walk in to vote in the primary. So you you see a lot of people come in to and vote as Republicans because they live in gerrymandered districts where you have to basically the only election is in the primary, so they declare themselves a Republican so their vote will count. But additionally to that, Texas has extremely low voter participation and extremely low voter turnout. And so the net result of that is that if you actually saw all the voters in Texas vote um, at the levels you would see in a place like Nevada or California, Texas would very likely be a purple state.
1: That, that's an amazing statistic. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back uh, more with Brian Badera, the founder of Vote Text, after this timeout. Carson-
0: Early in the morning or throughout the night, professional truck drivers are on the job, serving you, safely moving freight that's crucial to our economy. From the oldest industries to our newest innovators, from the exotic to the everyday, trucks are everywhere, moving everything. Never afraid to embrace a future that makes Nevada and our nation stronger. Trucking moves America forward.
1: Pro Group Management is the place where companies
0: can find workers' comp solutions that are designed to meet their specific business requirements.
1: As regulations evolve, Pro Group takes a proactive approach to clear the path to make sure your business stays ahead of the curve. Knowing your workers' comp program
0: is optimized, you can focus on other important matters related to your growing business. Pro Group Management. Workers' comp that works for you. Like a traditional handmade basket, retail is woven into the fabric of life in Nevada. From big box to mom and pop, retail supports our communities in countless ways. Jobs for the disabled, team uniforms for kids, help for the elderly, and so much more. Retail employs over 1 in 10 workers. Retail supports Nevada, and we support retail.
2: R-A-N-N-V dot org. It's the 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Plus, win your share of 50,000 in cash. The 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways plus 50,000 in cash at Tamarack Casino. Now through February 25th. Your good times are at Tamarack Casino.
0: This is Nevada Newsmakers.
1: And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Brian Badera. He is the founder of Vote Text, which is a polling company. Um, you looked at uh, Nevada as part of this last election cycle. Uh, Joe Lombardo it, was the winner in this campaign. Can you give us any thoughts on how that ended up happening? When um, you had uh, Steve Sisolak with fifteen and a half million dollars in his war chest, and uh, you know even now Joe Lombardo is still catching up on. You know, paying off bills. What What are your Mm -hmm. thoughts on that campaign?
3: Well, I mean, I think that goes to what we were talking about earlier—that most voters were not persuadable. So, going into that election, Steve Sisolak's numbers were tough. Um, What What took place during COVID was very difficult on his electability. And there was a group of Nevadans who were predisposed to vote Republican, um, which got Lombardo within five percent. And then there was another about five and a half percent of either Democrats or nonpartisans who were just never going to consider voting for Steve Sisolak as a result of what happened during COVID. And so he kind of came into that game where he needed to play a perfect round in order to in order to win. And that's why we saw Lombardo outperform basically every other Republican statewide on the ticket.
1: You know, what was interesting to me was I thought that with the public's attention spanning being that of a newt over the last few years, um, that COVID had for the most part been gone long enough that it wouldn't come into play, Uh, but it seems as though um, all those parents that were unhappy about what happened to their kids um, and their schooling and what happened to businesses and what happened to gaming all came into play. To end up with that result.
3: And that's, we saw a direct correlation between a Joe Lombardo voter and a voter who was very concerned about the economy or said that the economy was struggling. And so people who were hurt by COVID and still hurting from COVID was the, I believe was the, um, was the main factor that caused Lombardo to win this election.
1: What, um, you know, and I don't know if you have polled this for anyone at this point, but why do you think that so many people have not gone back to work yet, especially in the service industries? How are they surviving at this point in time?
3: You know, we really haven't dug into that, so that'd be a very interesting um, topic to, to look at. But we do see a correlation between folks who are struggling economically and their willingness to vote out the person in power that they view as responsible for that.
1: Um, it is do you feel that there's going to be a flip-flop depending on the economy um, on, an, on the presidential level uh, going forward? Um, you know, the, the Biden administration is in. Um, if the economy is still a disaster through 2023 and into 2024, does that mean Democrats are out and Republicans are in? Or does gerrymandering um, really have a much stronger hold on that?
3: Well, I think as far as the presidential race goes, a lot of that's going to have to do with the individual state. Um, In Nevada, the the fundamentals of how the elections are conducted with mail-in balloting and with lots of access to early voting, it should cause voter turnout to stay pretty stable and very similar to what we saw in 2020. Um, But I do think there could be a major impact in Southern states, in particular places like Georgia, where they don't have as robust of early voting operations or opportunities, where we could see the states flip back the other direction.
1: All right, let's take a break. More with Brian Badera when we come back. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's Development Company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's Development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com save money
2: and take transit did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas plan your trip now by going to
1: rtcwashoe.com Beautiful. Brian Culpa Photography was born in the rolling hills of Massachusetts. And now he can help you experience the stunning beauty of Nevada in a whole new way, through the power of flight. Flying has always been a passion for Brian, and at Brian Culpa Photography, he can make your imagination soar. Brian has the creative mind and tools to tell your unique story. Experience the bird's eye view at brianculpaphotography.com.
2: It's the 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Plus, win your share of 50,000 in cash. The 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways plus 50,000 in cash at Tamarack Casino. Now through February 25th. Your good times are at Tamarack Casino.
0: This is Nevada Newsmakers.
1: And back on about a newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Brian Badera. He is the founder of Vote Text, a polling company. He's also uh, consulted across the country on races. Um, do you see from your polling um, that Biden and Trump are going to end up being the, the, the carriers of the flag for their parties um, in the 2024 election?
3: We have not seen any any indications thus far that 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 we're not, that Biden and Trump are not the dominant front front runners at this point in both parties. I would not want to be, yes, I would not want to be somebody else trying to field a campaign against them uh, based on the polling we've seen. Now, I will put one caveat on that. I have not done any polling in South Carolina. And so um I wouldn't know for a fact what the what what's going on on the ground in New Hampshire or South Carolina but in the states we've looked at if we get all the way to Super Tuesday and nobody else has gotten out in front of them I think it I think both of them will have a lock.
1: You know, we took my dad's car keys away when he was 80. Um you know, I I just have a concern that as you know, I mean at the Supreme Court it seems like there's no retirement age except keeling over in the Senate that's true too. But do we really want this in the White House, ongoing?
3: Voters don't seem to be souring on this. As while you can see a lot of sentiment that the candidates are too old or that we need a unifying force, no other politician has started to put together the coalition that would be necessary in order to, in order to run and in order to get past them.
1: Um, what do you see as the driving force um in the next election cycle is it as as James Carville would say the economy stupid
3: no i actually think the driving force in this in the next election cycle is going to be just like it was the previous election cycle which is donald trump but donald trump and the behavior of um, the Republican Party and his behavior and his time in in, in the White House, we th- I believe is going to be still be the dominant issue. We're not going to be talking about the economy. If we were talking about the economy, we would have seen Republicans pick up more seats in the House. We would have seen the Republicans win more key Senate races, and instead, our our data shows that vote that. Nonpartisan and even some Republican voters were very concerned about protecting our democracy. We're concerned about what happened on January 6th. And those things are gonna continue to be wrapped around the Republican party as long as Donald Trump is its standard bearer. Um,
1: Was abortion a big player in this as well?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. We saw, when we looked, for example, at the Nevada U.S. Senate race, we saw the economy, abortion rights, and the protection of democracy all flip back and forth on which one was the top issue. And two of those did not cut well for Republicans.
1: Um, So in in a a piece of irony, because there are lots of hot button issues coming before the Supreme Court um, in the next two years, um, is the Supreme Court in a way going to be the decider of the next presidential election?
3: I think that Donald Trump was the decider of the next probably half dozen presidential elections when he nominated this conservative and this consistent of a court that's making such a radical departure from what we expected Supreme courts to do in the past.
1: Is there a way for somebody else, whether it's a Ron DeSantis or somebody else, um, to pick up the mantle of the policy of Donald Trump without picking up the personality of Donald Trump? Or is personality the key to this?
3: I think Donald Trump defies all other generic ballot polling. Um, And so I think the personality of Donald Trump is a unique uh, is this special sauce that lets him be what he is. And so I think that any other Republican is going to have to find a way to be a larger than life personality. Um, Otherwise, they're just going to perform like a generic ballot. And the Republicans tend not to win those um, in general elections in America.
1: So it ends up that the next political cycle is going to be a Roman circus.
3: Yes, I think that is inevitable, um, and I think with how with how much data we have on folks and with how dialed in political communications are, I think the next ten or fifteen cycles are going to be Roman circuses.
1: All right, I I, I got to put together a poll together um, that that you can run for us, and uh, and let's come back and discuss you know what comes out of Absolutely. that poll. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Brian Vadera. thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Sam. Oh, you're very welcome, and we'll be right back.
2: Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real. It's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to CarsonCityGreenhouse.org, so together, we can grow it forward. Modern boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suite. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Snorkel personnel lifts are engineered beyond the industry norm to an uncommon level of safety and durability and with an eye towards sustainability. They're also designed to be simple to operate and maintain. Snorkel, always at the cutting edge of progress.
0: Truck drivers are some of the hardest working people you'll meet, delivering over 70% of America's freight and 92% of Nevada's. When there's a natural disaster, they're delivering critical supplies to help those communities recover and rebuild. Every sector of the economy and our nation's military rely on truck drivers. So let's take a moment to say thank you. On the open road or city streets, our truck drivers are rolling to make our economy and our nation stronger. Trucking moves America forward. Retail's impact on Nevada's economy? Enormous. 8,600 businesses, large and small, employing 145,000 workers. And last fiscal year, retail paid tax on nearly $60 billion in sales. We're the Retail Association of Nevada. We support retail. We help it grow. And we mean business.
2: R-A-N-N-V dot org.
1: As always, you've been watching Nevada Newsmakers 24 hours a day at NevadaNewsmakers.com. See you on the next show.